Alrighty, everybody. Good afternoon. Gruen Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. And uh, we've come to that time where team by team capsules as Wiz and I break down each of the teams around the NFL. We've started with the AFC East. Buffalo Bills are in the book and it's time to move on to the Miami Dolphins. Wiz, how are we doing today? Yeah, doing good. Uh, looking forward to talk about the Dolphins. We have... Uh several friends who are diehard Miami Dolphins fans and uh, I think they're optimistic going through the season and uh, the way I look at it, they have every right to be. I'm uh, really uh, liking this Dolphins roster coming into this year. Yeah, you know, it's funny, Wiz. I was looking at, and, and, and make no mistake about it, I think coming into this year, like we look at the AFC as a whole, uh, probably more of the top teams in the league are, are in this conference. Uh, this division is a very, very solid one where if you told me that any one of these teams could win the division, would I be completely shocked? The answer would be no. Obviously, a lot of that would be dependent on injuries and all that sort of thing. Uh, but the Miami Dolphins, uh, their win totals nine and a half. I look at what they've done on offense last year. Uh, tremendous strides, particularly considering a two missed five football games last year. And I'm going to talk a little bit about those concerns around the injuries. But, you know, they've also made some distinct changes on defense, bringing in Vic Fangio, Jalen Ramsey, in addition to that late-season trade last year that brought Bradley Chubb here. If you're a Dolphin fan, you know, and you have to be incredibly excited about your young head coach who, you know, 9-8 and eight in his first season as, as, as a rookie coach. And I, I just think he brought, brought a lot of refreshing ideas and certainly one of the more entertaining guys in terms of press conferences, but but a very, very sharp football guy on top of it was. Oh, yeah, he's um, he's creative. <clears throat> he's clever. He comes from a good organization, a good system. Um, and um, you have to think that someone like that who maybe his weakness was, you know, um, clock management, which is always a hindrance and uh, something that troubles you know, rookie core, rookie coaches and, you know, young coaches just have never had to deal with that. I think as he gets better with that, uh, he'll be more of a complete <clears throat> head coach. But uh, offensively, he certainly knows what he's doing. And uh, the fact that um, he brought in Vic Fangio to be the defensive coordinator, uh, I think the Dolphins have high aspirations, and I think rightfully so. Yeah, and look, this was a top five scoring team in the NFL. Scoring, uh, a key word here, points wise in, in the NFL. Uh, in those two games, it was uh, it, it was quite noticeable how, how good this team was offensively. Uh, when things when they had to revert to Teddy Bridgewater, which that lasted for a brief second before he got hurt, and then they were they forced to move to Skylar Thompson. Um, you know, it was a different different aspect of play, and you know, this is a team with tremendous offensive weapons, particularly at the receiver position. And, in Waddle and Hill, who we'll talk about in a little bit. But, yeah, let's go with Tua Wiz, who, uh, who suffered those concussions last year. Uh, we know there were more than a couple uh, because we saw it with our own eyes, despite the fact that one wasn't officially called one. Um, it's, it's a mild concern coming into the year. I think if you're going into the year with the idea that Tua is going to be your quarterback one, which I'm not debating that at this point in time, but you damn well need to have an insurance policy for that, Wiz. Yeah, I think there are two ways to go about it. Uh, one is to draft tour and then say to myself, you know, I, I think I need another a quarterback, and I, you know, I want a guy like let's say a Geno Smith, uh, Daniel Jones, a guy that you know is not going to be a top ten <clears throat> as far as quarterbacks concerned, or 
you feel you're all in on the Dolphins offense, and I'm going to draft Tua, and then I'm going to wait until round 16 or round 18 or as many rounds as you draft, and I'm going to take Mike White with my last pick uh, because you want a quarterback that's throwing the ball to Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill. So I think those are two strategies. I'm not faulting anyone whichever way they want to go. Right now, I have those two strategies where you want to get another quarterback starter that you feel comfortable right off the bat, or are you more in, okay, I'm loving that Dolphins offense, and I'll live and die with whoever's, whoever's going to be the quarterback. Yeah, so I would answer that because I do, I do want to see and hear um, what the beat writers and uh, you know, hopefully get to see some highlights in preseason of how Mike White, look, White looks. I think in a couple of those jet wins that he had, he was incre- you know he had some incredible performances. In games where he lost, though, he had he threw some real duds up there, Wiz, uh, where he was like hovering around fifty percent completions uh, with more interceptions than touchdowns. So. I can understand though um, uh, the latter thinking for sure. Uh, I, I, I guess I see. I do want to see a little bit more of the commentary around Mike White uh, and how that plays out. But you know, you can't ignore the fact that you know, the, like I said, the the potency of the weapons in this passing offense. Yeah, I mean, you have to ask yourself. I mean, do you want another quarterback that's going to be a starter, but he's not going to have the weapons that Miami has. What would you be willing to, you know, say in a worst case scenario, go with Mike White? Uh, agree, he had some big games and some terrible games, but uh, the offensive line and the weapons between the Dolphins this year and the Jets last year yeah. are pretty drastic. Yep. So, uh, yep. That's you fair. know, I, I, I can see both sides of the uh, argument. When we're looking at the Dolphins' uh, running room, this is running back room. This is something that we talked about. This is a real brain buster here. Jeff Wilson and Mostert, kind of like interchangeable. They bring in uh, A-Chain, uh, gives a different dyna- different dynamic to the Dolphins running back uh, room. And I don't know, is the is Dalvin Cook you know, going to be coming to a theater near us in the Dolphins running room as well? So it's difficult to project. But um, when you try to pause through it right now, we can only go with what is right now, and that's Dalvin Cook is not with the Dolphins yet. When you're trying to look at these three guys, how do you pass through these three guys here? Yeah, I, I think almost impossible. Yeah, almost impossible. I, I can see the thesis of, of taking a shot and a flyer on a guy like a chain, uh, without a doubt. Uh, you kind of know exactly what Mostert and Wilson bring to the table. The concern I would have around Mostert is, one, his injury history, uh, which we saw again last year, and two, the fact that now he's over the age of 30, and we know what that tech uh, technically usually means for running back. So so concerns there, and they still have Salvin Ahmed and, and Miles Gaskin on this roster too. So, uh, yeah, yeah, you throw that as well, that, that the potential that Dalvin Cook could be here, you know, who knows. So I think very, very complex. Um, uh, probably a situation that I would like to avoid without uh, more distinct clarity about what's going to happen here. Yeah, I mean, I think that's fair. Um, you know, look, when you look at the three guys that are there now, the three main guys, and you want to say David A. Chain uh, has the, the, Devon A. Chain has the best upside, right? He's fast. Yep. He's a different type of running back. But when two is your quarterback and the stuff that he's going through, you don't pick up the blitz on one play. You're standing next to the head coach for the rest of the game and probably the next game and maybe the next game as well. So that's always a risk when it comes to 
um, drafting these running backs. That that pass protection is usually their weakness. And uh, when you have a quarterback that's been susceptible to concussions, you just don't want him getting hit on a play that could have been avoidable if um, you know Mostert or uh, Wilson was in the game. So we'll see how it plays out. And all of those names could take a big seat. Uh, on the back burner if Dalvin Cook comes to Miami, which at this point, I guess he's probably the favorite, you know, the the team most likely where he's going to go to. But uh, I'm sure at some point uh, in the future, a decision will be made on that. And uh, the Dolphins added one of your pets, uh, Braxton Berrios, to that wide receiver room. You love that player. Uh, what an opportunity with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle operating. Um and I, I love that wide receiver room, not only with Waddle and Hill, but um, River Craycraft is an interesting, interesting player. And if he got the opportunity, I think he's one of these guys that would really do something. But the Berrio signing, I'm looking at that wide receiver three position, who's going to play the slot. And that's going to be a real opportunity for someone if they get that full-time job. What are you, what's your views on that Dolphin wide receiver room? Yeah, I mean, look, there, there, are, there are a number of guys here. I agree with you on him. Uh, now, now the name uh, Robbie Anderson has been cha- changed to Chosen Anderson. He's also there uh, as well. Um, I, you know, first let's start at the top with with, with Tyree Kill. I mean, Tyree Kill last year looked like he was heading for a two thousand yard season uh, before. Um, uh, Tua got hurt. Finished with seventeen hundred yards. Got thrown to a hundred and seventy times. I mean. An astronomical amount, and look, this this blew away any season he ever had uh, with the Kansas City Chiefs, and he had some great ones with them. So, and Waddle and him uh, formed, you know, the, the the most potent duo in the league in terms of receivers with with two guys going over three thousand yards. It's a hard thing to do. Uh, each guy was uh, at a nose for the end zone. In addition to that, yeah, so someone is going to have to make some contributions behind and. Berrios, if he's utilized the proper way, and we saw that with the Jets in the 2021 season, uh, you know, it could could be an interesting thing. And we know McDaniel has a way of using kind of these Swiss Army knife type guys in his offense. So he'll find a way to do that. He doesn't really utilize the tight end. So I think that third receiver spot becomes a little bit more attractive in Miami. Yeah, so Jonas Smythe, uh, Tyler Croft. And they, they dressed in Elijah Higgins, and I think that, you know, from Stanford, I think they're going to try and move him. He, he was kind of like a wide receiver slash tight end. I think they're going to move him over, and, and he's going to play tight end. Uh, any of those guys think you could draft them, or you're going to just figure that whoever the third receivers for the Dolphins are going to soak up most of those targets? Yeah, zero interest in Dolphin tight ends. Zero. And, uh, you know, similar to, you know, the the Bills that we've talked about and similar to the other two teams in the AFC East, I feel like the kicker and the defense are both team, are both entities that should be drafted in all, um, all formats there. Sanders was great two years ago, not as good last year, uh, but you got to like the Dolphins' defense getting Ramsey a uh, full year for Bradley Chubb this year. Came over last year, Vic Fangio is coordinator. So uh, certainly the Dolphins' defense, and I guess Sanders being capable uh, of kicking the long field goals and, and, and being the kicker on such a potent offense uh, is interesting as well. Anything you want to add to the defense and or Sanders? 
Uh, look, you know, Jalen Ramsey is Jalen Ramsey, right? Uh, you know, he's he's been a solid player in this year, in this league for a number of years. Uh, Miami's trying to figure out some stuff, right? Because they've had a lot of injuries you know, with By- Byron Jones and Brandon Jones both getting banged up. Um, but I think, you know, Chubb, a full season, that's a big deal. The, the one thing on Sanders, Wiz, is, is, is he does have a long leg, and, and the coaches in the past have not been afraid to send them out there. But last year, two of six, the year before that, three of eight, where like you mentioned 2020, I think the guy missed one kick all year. So there's been a lot more inconsistency the last two years. In fact, I think Sanders was under 80% in, in kicks made. Um, so yeah, he, he's definitely got to get a little bit more consistent, uh, for you to want him on your fantasy team. I think in most instances, he will, he will not be drafted as a kicker one in any leagues, quite frankly. All right. Good stuff. All right, Wiz. So, uh, that's it for the Dolphins Guru and Wiz fantasy football podcast. Uh, we're doing team by team. Uh, it's gotten to that point. Uh, time is definitely slipping away. It's, uh, it's mere weeks away now for, uh, countdowns to, uh, your fantasy drafts and, less than two months away to the NFL opener. So Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Next up, New England Patriots.